This is Cinema Spin. Hello, everybody. I am Matt. And I'm Jason. And welcome to a brand new episode of Cinema Spin. This time we're delving back into our look at the films of the 1980s nuclear panic. The, yes, the nuclear panic films of the 1980s. We did the day after. The American film. Right. We did... Threads. Threads. The, the British, British film. answers almost to, to right. the day after. Now we're going to go Canadian, I believe. And, uh, Me? <laughs> Canadian, eh? Yeah. And uh, uh, tell us about what we're going to do this week. Well, first of all, we should say this is... By Canadians, but it's not about Canadians. Well, that's true. Yes. So uh, I was I was actually looking forward to this because you know see sort of the Canadian take on on this, but it isn't exactly that. Except for once in a while, somebody's accent kind of slips through. But uh, what we have here is Countdown to Looking Glass, made in 1984 for Canadian television. This is presented almost entirely as a news broadcast, um, and it tells the story of the events leading up to a full scale nuclear exchange. In a story that's familiar by now, a confrontation in the Persian Gulf leads to brinkmanship on the parts of the U.S. and the Soviet Union, leading to worldwide disaster. Uh, there's really not much more to it than that. Uh, Helen Shaver and Scott Glenn p- play reporters. Um, Helen Shaver is in a kind of breakaway story, so most of the movie is uh, just this news broadcast presented uh, as is, and then once in a while we break away to what Helen Shaver uh, and Michael Murphy are up to um she's a reporter trying to get the real story here and the real story is about to blow up in her face <laughs> um so uh newt gingrich and eugene mccarthy <laughs> uh play themselves when newt gingrich newt was gingrich <laughs> when newt gingrich came on the screen i was like wow that guy's doing a great newt gingrich impression <laughs> um so uh, uh and unironically too newt gingrich is just uh parroting his you know, right-wing sort of uh, propaganda points. Hawk, with, with, Yeah, with no sense uh, that uh, that might be part of the problem within this <laughs> narrative. So uh, what did you think, Matt? Uh, well, um, I... Wow. <laughs> By the end, I was like, man, well, this attack just happened to get me off of this endless... <laughs> it's, it's like somebody had you captive and made you watch a news broadcast for like five days in a row. Yeah. And by the end of it, your eyes are bleeding and you're like, oh, let's just end this. <laughs> something happen. It, it, this movie is paved in good intentions. It, it, it has its heart in the right place. It just goes on and on. And the yeah. set, it's, you know, it's, you know, I don't care who's marching in Trafalgar Square anymore <laughs> after a certain point. I mean, it's trying to be semi-realistic, but who would watch 10 days? I mean, I don't know. How many days were there? 10? Was it 10? Yeah, yeah, right. There's, it's like a, a, there's a countdown. There's a Actually, count. it's a count up. You would, you know, you think they might change yeah, that. There's, there's a little teletype, teletype in here to give. Yes, give well, the, of course, your Threads fans a little, little bit of what they like. <laughs> do, 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 do. A little ticking, like yep. you like uh, your 60 Minutes fans can enjoy. Right. You would think the tick, the the countdown aspect would add tension to it, but it's just like how can we only be on <laughs> day four? By the end, after a few days go by, I'm starting to get a little anxious, you know, and I was just like, oh, this is kind of dragging. Mm-hmm. And I started to be more <laughs> more amused by, you know, I'm, I'm like, yeah, oh, Scott Glenn, that's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Stuff like that. And then I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, there's a lot of Don Tobin in this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm, so I'm thinking, you know, and uh, Shaver plays uh, 
<laughs> Dorian Waldorf. And I started, I'm like, Dorian Waldorf. <laughs> so, you know, once I get distracted, the kind of, the points this is trying to the make. Bi- byline, Dorian <laughs> Waldorf, yes. Um, yeah, I, I, the, so I'm, I was, I was kind of blown away in the first few minutes of this to the degree to which this looks and feels like actual VHS footage yeah, of a 1983 uh, news program that has like fallen through a, uh, uh, some sort of, you know, in from a, some alternate dimension. Um, and so in that way, uh, it's creepy and, and has really aged well in that way. Yeah. It, it's, it's look is, is cool. Yeah. Um, and it's only, you know, uh, and there are that, uh, that likeness to reality is, is, uh, um, its own kind of problem though. It sort of hems them in kind of narratively. Um, when Scott Glenn walks on the screen, you're like, Oh, Oh, this is not real anymore. Right. That's Scott Glenn. <laughs> and when they break away to the new, the news reporter, uh, uh, subplots, it's also, it also sort of pierces the, uh, uh, yeah. When they break away to like a narrative, all of a sudden where you're yeah. seeing, yeah, it it feels I mean, even though she's really a clumsy. news person, it just changes the presentation style so much. Yeah, and it, that it is a little jarring. It feels really clumsy and I was like, well, they should go back to the news show, right? But then by like the second half of this, I mean this this go clocks in at, you know, about 2 hours, a little over in fact. Um by the second half I was like, this is just like watching news footage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't, you know, and and yes, okay, this is going to lead up to some big drama but on the way there sort of who cares and there's because you know this is a dramatization there's less of you know like when 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 you watch it in the when you're watching the news like whenever we all sat around and watched the you know the September 11th news not only because that was the only thing that was broadcast but that mm-hmm. was just on and you were kind of just kind of riveted right to just find out as you're much you're just as waiting you could. for more news you're waiting yeah. for something that's whether new. what's going to happen next you yeah. know so so because it was so real and so in everybody's life, we all had that personal attachment to it. This you mm-hmm. don't have, so it just feels like you're watching news programs about stuff that's endless you know about about just... fiction and and so you know what's what's interesting about the news is that it's actually happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so you're watching a you know I a, think that was my point. Yeah, that I just second, never got yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> a second for second news report about uh, about something that didn't happen, and uh, and it builds. Like very very slowly, it's 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 really dry. Well, um, and I think the thing about I mentioned before we started recording uh, special bulletin, which is similar to mm-hmm. this. Yeah, but what kind of special bulletin kind of starts like you don't really know that it's not a real. Bro- it's sort of a War of the Worlds sort of thing. Yeah, and I think uh, whenever I saw that as a kid, my f- parents didn't really know quite to, what to make of it. I mean they. They think right. they knew deep down that it wasn't real, but it was. I didn't necessarily. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of real to me. And it was. It takes place in Charleston, South Carolina, which was a place I'd been as a, already as a kid. So uh-huh. it was double real to me seeing that. <laughs> so that it never matched up for me with that sort of intensity. Yeah, and that that program is 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 directed with a more intense style because things are always imminent you know yeah the, the the broadcast is you know the terrorists are attack are there now they're we don't know what they're doing we don't really know what they want you know so mm-hmm. there's it's, it's being driven by a more powerful narrative engine than this is at any moment yeah um you know this is it's doing a lot of the same things that threads does a yeah. lot of things that threads didn't just teletype text yeah and i think you know at first i was i was wondering well is this going to play better because i don't have to worry about people 
But no, it doesn't work no, as well. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't Giving work it some sort of well. personal face, yeah. giving me people to care about and empathize with does help a movie like this type. Yeah. Although this never does really get around to a a, a real full-blown Right, if, right. I, I, the... Uh, the obviously super low budget of this is, uh, I like in a sense how they kind of lean into that with the, uh, uh, with the, the news footage, but it eventually begins to really wear, like they can't show, yeah they can't show any kind of big nuclear exchange. Well, but they also I don't, I don't think post- they want to do that because the, the, yeah. the talking heads keep talking about when you're faced with this big decision, do mm. the sides back down. Yeah. And the movie kind of leads to that point, right? Yeah. Where the first kind of attack has happened, and it's up to the powers that be to decide right. what then happens next. The question next. is, do we? What, what do are we... these powers going to do from here? Right. And and you know, I guess that's somewhat effective, but it, compared to the other two, it feels like this is an exercise in 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 less. Yeah, it feels like an exercise by uh, a couple of historians seeing who can come up with the most uh, kind of realistic alternate history about the lead up to the to the uh to the nuclear exchange. <laughs> right. um and they get really sort of pedantic you know with with oh Trafalgar square and then uh-huh. uh, you know uh and they're marching into berlin now and everything and uh and that's just not terribly interesting <laughs> especially uh, I, I agree especially since everybody i mean as these other movies show i mean everybody kind of guessed that same there's nothing particularly interesting about that because everybody was guessing oh well it's gonna you know japan has no oil uh it's the one of the biggest economies in the world and and if you know uh uh the soviets uh strong arm you know uh, th- or somehow throttle the uh the, the oil output there's gonna be there's gonna be real problems right um so yeah that doesn't take uh it's just not terribly interesting and it becomes sort of a game of who, who can come up with a, the most realistic uh, lead up to the war and then there's no real the movie doesn't really have a dramatic payoff or really go anywhere from there no it, it ends um, it's, it's it's it quits a question ending right? yeah uh, yeah and i think uh, while i don't think i was riveted to the core by either of these three movies we've watched so far mm-hmm. at any moment yeah i think this was i don't know the day after it's got so much baggage with all the people and yeah I don't know. This is it, this is so different from something like the day after. It's hard to right. compare. It's, it's almost in the other direction, you know. Whereas the day after had all these characters, this has almost no characters that right. you, that you are expected to individually care about. Um, and the day after, even though you mean he didn't care what happened to Dorian Waldorf, <laughs> whether she was going to find her second source to get her story on the air. She died heroically, but they named a salad after. Her. I think uh, I, I think this this is probably the least of these movies. Uh, the the day after is uh, uh, was not a good movie, but um, the ways in which it was not good were more interesting than the ways in which this is good. <laughs> I'm gonna give you that. <laughs> yeah, and, and clearly Threads is I think clearly Threads is the best of these movies. Not I that, think so. not that Threads is you know some kind of masterpiece. No, but, but it's yeah. it's it no it sets out to to do something and it does it quite well. Yeah. Um, so okay yeah um where do we go from here i don't know (laughs) we'll see guess we better figure that out pretty soon yeah we should (laughs) we're supposed to (laughs) dive deep and learn things about (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know that we are we aren't right (laughs) we're learning that this type of movie is not all that entertaining yes maybe because (laughs) the most entertaining of this type of movie is not all that entertaining and um 
you know, know, maybe the cultural moment and the tension that led up to people paying attention to these kinds of movies that may have really made a mark, a very hungry market for these kinds of movies. That tension has, you know, passed. You know, it kind of reached a peak it, in the. It, it's mid-80s. long past, but yeah. then it's sort of, I guess, back in the back in the zeitgeist. At least. I don't know if that's yeah, the word, but it, no, it's, it's back in there. You, you know, used it correctly. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, it just seems like a big word for what I was trying to say there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, well, the the um, even though nuclear uh, war is, is kind of back in the public imagination now, what the kind of nuclear war threatened, seemingly threatened at this point, would be uh, more of a kind of local tactical exchange. Something more which, like we see at the end of this movie. This is like an exchange of, of more localized, right? And, and and sort of keep it local. That doesn't mean it stays local. The wind blows, right? Um, and there, gonna, there would be huge consequences. But uh, the, uh, you know, um, the burden that it places on the mind of a working class person in this era that uh, there is, you know, a non-zero possibility at any point that uh, things are going to spiral out of control and there's going to be a full-scale, nucle- you know, intercontinental uh, nuclear exchange. Um, you know, I think... Cr- the watching these movies outside of that kind of tension um, clearly loses something. You know, but th- there's something interesting in that. That how does that sort of burden on the populace mm-hmm. change just how life is lived? And it's almost hard to it's hard to put yourself back there. You know, it had to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can't live your whole life like every day can be its like your last day. Although they, you know, some people subscribe to that sort of philosophy, but yeah, it's hard to live your life that way. Yeah. But um, yeah. did it – I mean, if that wasn't lingering, would the 80s have been different? Probably in some I ways. Know. I mean, you know, Reagan got elected again. There's a lot of excesses in the 80s, you know, in, in, in almost everything pop culturally. You know, is that because we were <laughs> – Right. We were living it up. Potential you know, last hurrah. <laughs> doing a lot of blow and playing the keyboards, That's right? right? <laughs> and just saying, you know. <laughs> Did we really like synthesizer music or were we just trying it? I because... might as well jump because there might not be a tomorrow, right? <laughs> See, now you're on to something. <laughs> no. So, uh, but but this is uh, – it does uh, – Maybe that maybe the mentality here, the kind of cultural, the zeitgeist. Uh, do, do, there you go. Uh, does uh, lend some uh, uh, insight into why this approach uh, was the right way to go, not just because of the budget, but also back then maybe uh, you were more interested in how could things get this bad? What would the steps be? What would the dominoes be falling down that would lead to this? Yeah. What would the road moment? toward that look like? And yeah. And looking back on it, I, I mean. I think we're all much more interested in like what the vision of life after yeah, I, the exchange I, I, would be like. I think so. Um, and we don't get a lot of that. And yeah, because the again, and third time in the zeitgeist, uh, there was an attitude that, uh, that 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 would just be it. That would just it would just be <laughs> over. We would all either die, be incinerated or we kill ourselves because things were too terrible. You ever listen to that podcast? It just overuses zeitgeist a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is cinema zeitgeist with Matt and Jason. <laughs> Matt and Jason zeitgeist. Uh, I was listening to this one podcast and they just kept saying zeitgeist. zeitgeist, zeitgeist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So um, yeah, I got you know this. This series is not over. We're going to come back with at least one more, maybe two, mm-hmm. but we'll decide that between now and then. Um, I guess we're going to say goodbye for now. Okay. Bye for now. Bye for now.